Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Let us be blessed. Let us be transformed in the name of Jesus. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful, you may be seated. It's a little chilly today, is that not so? Or cold. I should use cold so that there's no ambiguity. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Great. Mark chapter 25. Mark chapter 4. Reading verse 25, which is our main script for this discussion. And I want to believe that God will speak to us today. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, For he that hath, to him shall be given, and he, sh- and he that hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he had. Amen. Amen. And we said this is, a very, this is a sad scripture in the Bible, yet true. And we explained that the reason for this is that the, one, the reason why he that had will have more is that he has certain qualities which lead to him getting more. Amen. Amen. Bob Mali said that the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Do you get it? And he that doesn't have also has a certain lifestyle, behavioral patterns, character traits, ways of doing things, a way of thinking. Poor people have a way of thinking. That makes them poor. Amen. One of the ways you know a poor man or somebody who's poor and is going to be poor is somebody who just thinks that you have something they don't have and they must get from you. Amen. Amen. Classic diagnosis. That the mind is that everybody has something. I have nothing. I have to get something from them. I have nothing to, you become rich by what you give. Whether it's a service, it's a skill, it's money, it's something. You got to give something. You got to give something. So when you give nothing, you get nothing. You got to give something. There are people I've known for as long as I've known them. Never give anything. Also never have anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you get it? So, a poor person has a way. And I'm feeling cold on the stage. Amen. (laughs) Now, the Bible says that in 2 Peter 1 verse 5 to 8, nobody should move and do anything. I've finished preaching. The cold can also control the, to a point. Say amen. amen. It says, beside this, give attention, give Beside giving all diligence, add to your faith patience, and add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Verse 8. If these things be in you and abound, 
they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here, Peter outlines these traits that the one who has, has. I said the one who has, has. That makes him successful or makes him fruitful. And we started to look at them. We have looked at diligence, which is relentless effort until something works. Amen. Say, I'll press until something works. I'll press until my breakthrough comes. I'll press until my relationship works. I'll press until I pass. Yeah. Many people, when it's time to press, they chicken out. You see them flexing their muscles all over the place. But when it's crunch time for them to press, they chicken out. You will never succeed if you have to, if you chicken out at crunch time. In fact, when it's crunch time, you, you now flinch and flex your muscles and brace yourself to press through. I see you pressing through. Yeah. Wonderful. Then we saw also what? Faith. Believing in something without evidence. What you cannot see. Believing and pressing through. Faith is what will make you believe in your goals. Impressed or was it? After that, we looked at what? Virtue. Great. Then we looked at what? Knowledge. And then what did we look at? Today, we'll look at patience. And if we get a chance, we'll look at godness. Amen. Patience. Patience is a good-natured tolerance of delay and incompetence. Good-natured tolerance of delay and incompetence. Amen. It's the ability to tolerate delay. When it says good-natured, it means you are not sitting there grumbling. You are not sitting there as the thing is taking time. You are bumbulating over there. Grumbling and talking. No, no, no. You, are, you have a sweet spirit, although the thing has delayed. Because that spirit that makes you grumble is the spirit of impatience. And that's what will make you cheat your way. That's what will make you find another way to get it done. Amen. God miss Abraham, I'll give you a son. And children will be like the stars of the sky. But impatience made Sarah his wife, like prophet led us to pray today, give him his, his maid to make a child for him. And that child has been the greatest problem the world has seen since then. That hasty solution has brought a line of problems to the world. That child was called Ish. And Ish's line has brought another a parallel religion to God. Meanwhile, he had to wait for the promised child Isaac. Amen. May you not be anxious for nothing. No, because beloved, you are waiting. You wait for your time. By the time you realize a girl, you have gone to propose to a guy. To be patient is to be steadfast despite opposition, difficulty, or adversity. To be steadfast, which means to be unmovable, to be unshaken, despite 
opposition, difficulty, or adversity means things working out negatively. To be steadfast, stable. It's not like you have to force your way. By the time you realize you have slept with somebody in your office just for a small promotion. Wait for your time. Tell your neighbor, wait for your time. A patient person bears pains and trials without complaints. Amen. When you are patient, you bear pains and trials without complaining. You see, when you complain, what happens is that you destroy relationship. Complaints lead to destruction of relationships. So at the end, even when you get the thing, when you get the thing, you can't enjoy it. Because you, the relationships, you enjoy things with relationships. Anything that goes around which you have to maybe vent, complain, act, that will lead to the destruction of relationships. You should avoid it. Because even when it's given to you, you have nobody to celebrate with. It's called pelvic victory. When you get it, you have won the victory, but you have nobody. You have nobody. So there's nobody to celebrate with. There's nobody to go and show, oh, I got it. Hey, I passed. You have hurt all the people that are with you and are supposed to be. They are God-giving people to be with you, but you've destroyed all your relationship with them. So at the end of the day, like I told you, it's nighttime. You can't enjoy anymore. Amen. amen. Say another amen. amen. Why are your amens not flowing? Three things you should know about patience and then I close. Or I do not close. Number one, patience is a personal trait. Patience is a personal trait that will cause you to bear fruit. To be productive, you need to be patient for the things to grow until the day of harvest. Patience is very important. Is a very important trait for productivity and prosperity. Because of the lack of patience, people jump out of good things or out of a good thing thinking they can get, in, get to the top faster. When people are not patient, they jump, of, jump out of good things and they think I can get to the top faster by my own ways. So they cheat their way, they trick their way, jump out, you are part of a good thing. You say, no, 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 I want to be a bishop. I want to be the final authority. This church, like in our church, to be a pastor, there's a systematic, periodic, painstaking approach and structure which you must go through. It's not just shouting in tongues. It's not just you can't you speak kolobobom, kolobobom, kolobobom. Then, oh, this guy, the way his tongues are, we must use him. Even you see, this morning my wife was telling us, we were watching Prophet, and he was mentioning some of the towns. Uganda, um, Congo. When you hear some of the names, they are like tongues. Yeah, they are like, like, like Cochabamba, Barranquilla. I mean, if somebody was leading prayer here, he said, Cochabamba, Barranquilla. You would say, wow, powerful tanks. 
If you were to go to Colombia, they say, oh, it's four kilometers away. It's 22 kilometers away. Mention some of these places. Gulu. It's a wow, powerful. They all sound like tanks. When they mention, uh, 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 where is the place Bishop Eric used to be in Congo? There's Kinshasa, there's what? Lumumbashi. When you hear the name Lumumbashi, it sounds very powerful. Yeah, Kabasha Lubumbashi. It feels very powerful. So, if we are going to just make people pastors by the tongues they speak, can you imagine how many people will be pastors by? And these people will be people who can't gather anybody. They can't gather even one person. Yeah, now I'm warming up. I'm coming home. <laughs> They can't gather even one person, two people. They gather people, seven people. They can't speak a lot of big tongues. No, get to the job. So it's a systematic, practical approach. You write exam after exam, exam. You write, you fail, you write again, you fail, you write again, till you pass. Well, eventually we say you are a pastor. We lay our hands on you and put a cross on you. We put our cross on your neck and say you are a pastor. You are really, really a pastor. Now you meet people and say, I can't go through all this. It's too long. He say, I wrote this exam. I passed one of the dangerous exams. It's a book called Transform Your Pastoral Ministry. Yeah. People tremble at that particular exams. Yeah. Even the people who make the books have taken it away. <laughs> they are hoping that we'll forget. And they found it. Yes. Thank you. This one. When you get there, you see your legs begin to shake. You write, ah, you can't pass it. Hey! Yeah. And people look at, I mean, we're writing exams, not recently. They started the exam. Somebody was in the exam. No, she said, she, she just got up and she left the exam room. She said she has gotten a phone call. Then she left the exam room. Hey! Then later, she says she has written the exam. She has passed. I said, I won't accept this pass. It's not a pass. You two hours, you can't pass it. Then you go and answer a call and, and you do the exam at two and say you have. I said, I won't, I won't accept such results. The results are doctored. It means he has a medical degree. So without patience, you will cheat. You will steal. You will lie. So at the end, you will see you have passed. The next thing is you are in jail. The police have come to pick you up. But patience will make you endure. Take your time. Go through the pain. Go through it properly. Till you bear. Wait till the harvest and you bear fruit. Luke 8 15. The Bible says, But that on the good ground are they, the one which bear fruit, which is an honest and good heart. Having heard the word, keep it. It takes time for every, anything to bear fruit. So having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. It takes time. It takes time. It takes time to build anything. Anything you want to build in your character, it will take time. You have to be patient. You have to be, if you are not patient, hey, you break the rules. Number two, there's curfew. Patience is a personal trait that makes you inherit good things. 
Hebrews 6 to says, Be ye not slothful, but be followers of them who through, through faith and patience inherit the promise. Through faith and patience inherit the promise. It takes patience to inherit the promise. If you rush, you will get nothing. Number three, patience is a personal trait that will cause you to be approved. That will cause you to be approved. You will be approved because you were able to wait for your day of promotion. The ability to wait faithfully is always rewarded with promotion. Pastors with big churches are all people who have stayed in one place for many years. Wait patiently and you will become someone who can be described as he that hath. 2 Corinthians 6, 4, the Bible says, But in all things are proving ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in affliction, in necessity, in distress. Hallelujah. Now, in the book, Bishop tells the story of the golden egg. Amen. Maybe let me read it to you. It's a story. Story time. I read, one day, a farmer's hand suddenly began laying golden eggs. We are done with patience after this story. One morning, upon going to the nest of the chickens, he found a glittering yellow and glowing egg. When he took it up, it was as heavy as lead. And he was going to throw it away because he thought a trick had been played upon him. He took it home on second thought. He soon found to his delight that it was pure gold. Every morning, the same thing occurred. And he he soon became rich by selling his golden eggs. He grew rich. He began to, as he grew rich, he began to calculate how much money he would have at the end of the year. When his chicken would have laid over 300 eggs. He thought to himself, I can't wait for this chicken to lay an egg a day. It is slow. It is too slow for me. If I could get all the eggs out of the stomach at one go, I would be rich and could invest now into buildings and other businesses. He thought to himself, I would no longer need to be a farmer. I could go into business. Then he had a brainwave and said to himself, if I cut open the chicken's stomach, I could take out all 300 eggs and become a millionaire immediately. I will no longer have to prosper bit in bits and pieces as I'm doing now. The next day, he cut open the chicken's stomach. And to his amazement, there, was, there, was, there were no eggs. His impatience cost him his fortune. He could not wait for the golden eggs to be laid every day. He had to have it now. This is the power of impatience. 
it is the power that destroys your fruit, your own fruit and your own reward. The power of impatience contains the power of self-destruction. Yeah. Then I have a scripture here for you. Proverbs 28, 22 says, He that hasteth to be, to be rich hath an evil eye, and considereth not that poverty, that poverty shall come upon him. This guy could not wait. He wanted to have it all now. Many people want to have it all now. Instead of wait for their time. What happens is that impatience leads to self-destruction. You destroy yourself. I've seen people jump out of the church. Then at the end of the day it becomes nothing. Meanwhile, would have been great in the church. I've seen people. I remember when we were younger, we had people. My wife used to sing with different people. I've sung with so many people. Different people should be singing with them. Different. Oh, I have a gift. I'm going to do my own album. I have a gift. I'm going to do my own album. Then they jump. They wait for your time. They won't wait. Now the church has become like America. If you play music and just the church members download your music on YouTube, you're a millionaire. You know. You know why all these American celebrities they write books? Johnny, to wake up. You know why they write books? When they are broke, America has millions of people. They write the book and even 10 million buy, even if the book is, their profit on the book is $1. And 10 million people buy the book. Straight away, 10 million has been made. And 10 million Americans just, it's just Peter Maris. It's not Peter Maris, it's just in Bali, a small part of America. So when the person has been a celebrity before, has been a star before, now when they waste their money and they are going bankrupt, then they write the story of their life, how they wasted their lives. How I blew it. Then they write it. And people are curious. People like sensational news. Sensationalism. People like it. So straight away, they all, they all want to know. They all want to, then people go and buy. If, people, if your book doesn't sell at all, 10 million it will sell. And that's $10 million. Straight away, you are, million, you are back on your feet. Back on your feet. That's what the church has become now. But in those times, we were now coming gradually. So I want to go and play my own music. I, want to, I, I know a guy, he played his music. When he, played, he launched his music, I was his manager. I was his manager. He launched the CD. He thought, he thought the whole lighthouse would come. I don't know why he thought so. Even as young as I was, I knew that ah, you, are not, we are, you are not that popular. You are now starting. Launch his music, launch his seat. I remember I was at the launch. I had the bag. That the manager. Did everything. The people that came just... Instead of, if, I said to you, let us launch it at our church, where our branch, so let's say it's from Peter Marisberg. Let, I've seen this thing twice. Let us launch the CD in PMB and invite all our people from Deban in Bali, all the people know. I said, no, let's go and launch it in uh, Pretoria Apache. So he went to Collegon, where nobody knows him. When we went for the launch, our branch was a small branch. We 
all our people, are, my pastor mobilized everybody to go for the lunch. When we go, they poured us into Collegono. We were like a drop in the ocean. The whole pastor, Priscilla and co, they all didn't come. They put us in the middle. We were just a few people. It was like he was having a basenta meeting. Meanwhile, if he had done it at our branch, the place would have been full. Number one, he grew up in that area. He lives there. All the area boys would have come to the launch. The place would have been full. The program would have looked powerful. No. Because of that, he angry, he left the church. Another brother, I remember, he was going to get married. And I said, let us do this marriage. You and the girl, you are all from Peter Marisbeck. Let's do the wedding at Peter Marisbeck. He said, no, Pretoria Apache. Because once upon a time, he was in Pretoria Apache. So, no, Pretoria Apache. I said, oh. He said, no, dolly, dolly. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Pretoria Apache. The, the Apache people don't know the girl. The Apache people have even forgotten him. He said, no. Pretoria Apache. Took us to Pretoria Apache on Christmas Day. I left my family on Christmas Day to go and bless his wedding. Christmas Day. Yeah. Went. When I got there, when we were waiting for the bride to come, the people who are the, the church members, I used to be a pastor in Pretoria Apache. So, when, that's why I know Pastor Speedway from. When, when they came, they saw me say, hey! That, at that time, I was Reverend Daniel. So, Rev D, Hey, what are you doing here? I said, oh, I am the one blessing the wedding. They said, which wedding? I said, oh, there's a wedding. There, there is a wedding here today. Say, eh. Then they all check their watches. Because their plan is, we are just coming for a one hour, one and a half hour service. And then we travel home. It's Christmas day. And then we go home. Hey, wait. I'm sure some of them, when they heard there's a wedding, they sparked their cars. They went, they said, it's going to take three hours because they have to do the wedding and do the church service. They said, you know something? We'll come 31st. We'll come for the, oh, pastor, don't worry. We have not left the church. We are not angry. We are going to go home on the 24th, but we decided to come and wish you Merry Christmas today. So Merry Christmas. And then we will see you 31st night. Don't worry. And then they sparked their cars and they went home. They went, I mean home, not as in home in the city. You know, most of them were going to travel to Limpopo, Polokwani. So it's like they are coming from an early morning service to just go after service by 10 o'clock. Church has closed. Then they can travel home by 12 o'clock. They are at home for Christmas Day lunch in their hometown. You have also come to do your wedding. They don't even know you. I tell you, when we did a small, no, if it, it was, it's, it's, it, there are two weddings I've been to that the people don't clap. One, I went to men don't clap. When you are doing a wedding, invite more ladies than men. Men don't clap. They won't cheer. They won't say amen. They won't say not. You think you are doing a funeral. Yeah. So you may kiss the bride. Hurry mm, up. Mm. Uh, mm. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Amen. Mm. But if you invite a lot of ladies, your wedding will become nice. Next time, it's a lesson you should learn. Next time, make sure that the ladies are more. For every one guy you invite, make sure there are two ladies to balance it. Turn the car, I'm telling you in advance. You don't listen to me and go and invite 72 Zimbabwe men. (laughs) 
They won't say amen. They won't say anything. They were just, I'm sure they were just thinking, hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. We want to go home. Wait for your time. Next one, godliness. Next trait, godliness. He that has, has a godly trait. What is godliness? Godliness is the quality of being like God. To be godly means to be like God. Or godless, godliness means being like God. God has many attributes. God is love. God is light. God is his word. When you become godly, you are filled with these positive traits and become like God in your behavior and your character. Amen. So, so when we say a person is godly, the person becomes more like God. In your character, in your behavior, you become like God. That's when people encounter after a while, they ask, ah, this guy, something about him is different. Become like God. Four things about godliness. Godliness is a personal trait that makes a person pray at the right time. Many people pray in time of trouble, but a godly person prays at the time where God can be found. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a, a time when thou mayest be found. Psalm 32 verse 6. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. A person who prays will be helped by God. When you meet someone who who prays, you will discover that he is one of the most important, prayer is one of the most important traits a human being can have. The most successful pastors that I know have a positive trait of being godly and praying at a time where God can be found. Number two, godliness is a positive trait, personal trait, that will set you apart. Amen. Amen. That will set you apart. Psalm 4 verse 3. The Bible says that. But know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. And the Lord will hear him when he calls. Godly person will always be distinguished and set apart because of the God factor in his life. Do you want God to set you apart? Do you want God to distinguish among you, among your brethren? Then be a godly person. When somebody is godly, he's set apart. God, God, God sets the person apart. When you see, there's always a difference between him and, 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 and other people. Yeah. And I said, I gave you a few attributes of God. God is love. God is light. God is his word. When you are godly, more of the word of God is in you. And you live out more of the word. Not that you quote scriptures. You live it out. I said, you live it out. You see something in the Bible, you do it. Amen. You live it out. And when your life is like, you see you are different. You are different. When I first set foot in this church, I met a young lady. When I met the young lady, I interacted with her a couple of times. I realized that this, this young lady likes to obey the word of God. I said to them, I said to, 
I said to somebody, I've met the first spiritual person in this church. First spiritual person. Of course, the first of many. Yeah. But the thing that caught my eye was not prayer, not speaking in tongues, not shouting and moving. That she is like she likes to obey when you read the Bible. You see her face changing. You can see she really doesn't want to do what you are coming to ask her to do. But the fact that you have read the Bible and the Bible is saying it, that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. I said, I've met the first spiritual person. Because I met prophets in the church. I'm minor prophet, major prophet, senior prophet, junior prophet, prophets in training, prophets who have been graduated. Prophets whose dreams ran the church. Who, whose dreams govern the church. Yeah, the dream in the church is governed. Or governed. Yeah, I, pastor, I had a dream. As soon as they say I had, a, I, I had a dream, I know there's going to be a major change in the church. Yeah. Yeah. No, when we open the Bible, that's not cool in the Bible. No, no, yeah. We really say, just continue. But when they have a dream, there's going to be a major change in the church. Yeah, Pastor Speedway. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of very, like varying prophets, different kinds, minor, major, younger, older. If any kind, any kind of prophets you can think about. Intern prophet, trainee prophet, super prophet, over every type. And they come and they sit in the church with such pomp. Yeah, when you, I mean, if you had gotten a chance to preach back in there, now the church is cleansed by the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the church has been. If you had a chance, you, could, you can feel like, like principalities, authorities, governors, and perhaps deities. In different sections of the church. It, if you were here, if you remember, that's why I preached the mind. Developing a spiritual mind. Because I realized that as a pastor, for me to be able to pastor this church, I have to explain to the whole church who a spiritual person is. Yeah, it comes. I had a dream to come, kneel down, let me pray for you. Fornicator like you. Jesus, 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 Jesus. No, I've seen things, oh. Oh, I've seen things. Yeah. A godly person is somebody who control. No, you look, let me tell you, forget about people. When it comes to spirituality, forget about people's shenanigans. Do you get it? And verbosiousness. Forget about all these things. Forget about these things. So the person is very loud. The person is on fire. The person is on... No, 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 no. Spirituality. It's a spiritual thing. You have to see into the spirit. It's not a physical 
attitude. You have muscles, then no, 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 no. It's not like that. That's why when Moses said he had to see God, God, should, God moved thunder. Boo, 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 boo. He said, wow, this is very powerful. God said, oh, that's not me. It's just the weather. It's just the weather. It's not me. It's not me. It's just the weather. Then, 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 then the fire, whoo, Moses said, ah, as for this one, it is it. God said, ah, you are a child. That's not me. So, <laughs> Then there was a still small voice, just soft voice. God said, that one is me. That's me. That's me. So don't be deceived by people's shakings and... No, 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 no. Yeah, when you are godly, you take the word of God. You see, what, what, what do I mean? What do I mean? You, even by saying the lady, when she sees the thing, there, but then her face changes. We know your test of spirituality. When the Bible is saying something you didn't want to do. And he's asking you to do it. Because if the Bible is saying, thou may take, like he said to Cornelius, eat. And kill and eat. You're already hungry. The Bible says eat. You say, oh, God bless, God bless the Bible. Because it's a Bible. We are going to eat all this. You say the Bible is very true. It was written by God. What a Bible. Which version is this? Is this King James or NIV? Oh, they are. I like the NLT version. It's a very powerful Bible. Yeah. When it says what you don't want to do. When, when you are angry and it says forgive. And you look at it. And you remember that Jesus' enemies were beating him. Then he said, Father, forgive them. For they don't know what you do. And then you have to painfully forgive. Then we know that you are obeying the Bible. Yeah. Obeying the Bible. Jesus said, somebody slaps you, you're tender. When you obey that scripture, we know that you are very spiritual. Yeah. It's Tuesday. And we know you are very spiritual. Yeah, but as soon as they slap you, you say, "Hey, me, I'm a Zulu. Today, today, I'll bring the shaka in me out. No, you will see me. No, you, you want to see? You will see me. Yeah, 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 yeah." see me. You will see the beast with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will see two, two people are quarreling. You counsel them. Look, Bible says, let the anger, let the sun not go down on your anger. No, Bishop, this one is different. It's how different is it? Isn't it the same sun? Isn't it the same anger? No, 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 Bishop, this is a different case. Then you see, unspiritual. This case is different. She intentionally did it. It's not the first time. She did it in, in, in 19, 1999. Just before we crossed into 2000. And she did it again in 2009. Just before we crossed into 2010. Now it's 2019. Just as we are crossing into 2020, she has done it. She will do it again in 2029. I have to deal with This nonsense must stop. This nonsense must stop. I have to deal with it this year. 
I have to kill it this year so that it doesn't go into the next decade. It's now or never. No, 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 Bishop, go big or go home. It's now or never. I'll bring it to a cataclysmic end today. The way to bring it to a cataclysmic end is to forgive. That's when you know somebody who is spiritual. Somebody who has the nature of God. Because the Bible says, God demonstrated his love for us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's when God showed us that he loved us. When we were sinners. That's, how, that, that's the time. You see, somebody who is good, a good person, everybody loves. Everybody loves them. I mean, I mean, you even want to love them. Even when they don't need your love, you want to love. That's why you have celebrities, their pictures on your wall and everything and all. As soon as there's a scandal about them, you take the... The time that they needed your love, you see, you pull them down from your, from your status, from your DP, from your uh, everything. Yeah. When we came and said, you took me off your status. Yeah. your friends started to say he's a bad guy, he's a very very bad guy, he's a super bad guy you took me off your state and never to appear again yeah. hey, Bishop, you are the one who said that please don't put me on my st-. what do you think I will say and you are a child you are a mini child what do you think I will say look I had a guy I, I, I always I, I am on his DP me and him on his deep. In their trouble, everything, it, 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 it won't move. Meanwhile, I had a meet. That same person was in the meeting when I said, don't put me on your DP. Don't put me on your status. It's almost like, I don't care. There, boom. I am making a bold statement. That's what it is. I know you have said it, but that's my, that's it. There is there. There's there. Hey, Pastor Bati, you think like a child. Do you think I would and say, put my status, my, my, and please don't go and put it tomorrow. I've said it again. <laughs> don't go and go after this. They gathered all of us together and said, put me at my, my status. Look, now, now I'm even charging. Now I'm even charging if you put my picture five runs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, okay, please. <laughs> yeah, you have celebrities. They, as soon as there's a scandal about them, you pull it down. You had what's the name of that? Ace, Ace, something, something. As soon as they put him on suspension, you took Ace. Then you have Zwelling Kizzy. Is it Kizzy? In Kizzy, he's bringing us back. As soon as they put him on suspension, you have taken him, him off. <laughs> Now you have put jub jub. Jub jub. <laughs> be like God. Be like God. Be like God. That is what it means to be godly. Be like God. And you told us that nobody should put, if you put a picture, if you put a horse, they'll say you are going to battle. If you put a lion, they'll say you are about to roar. If you put an elephant, they'll say that you are big. If you put a... 
Eh? How convenient for you at this point in time. When, when my protractors and my enemies are putting horses and lions and things, it didn't occur to you to put a machine gun to let them know that a machine gun kills all these things. <laughs> and be singing at the background. Ishiniwam, Ishiniwam. Instead of put, putting Becky Teller there to let them know that he will come and get them. <laughs> order in court, order in court. Instead of putting Becky Teller there so that they know that <laughs> he's coming to get them. You are busy in your room saying that, eh, we shouldn't put it. How convenient for you, liar, liar, liar. As for you know most. He has a set of skills which he has acquired over a period of time. He will look for you, he will find you, and he will bring you to church. <laughs> Look, put your hands together for the Lord. So let us become like God. It sets you apart. It makes you different. It makes you different. Love, light, obedience to the Lord. These are all attributes of God. It makes you different. When you see a person who's godly, there's always something. There are people when I meet them for the first, I just interact with them a little. I say, there's something about this person. Something about this person makes them different. May you be different. Number two, godliness is a positive trait that will set you apart. We've done that. Is that not it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number three, godliness is a positive trait that affects all aspects of your life. Bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. First Timothy 4, 8. It's profitable unto all things. Godliness is a perve- per- pervasive, is pervasive in its influence over your life. It affects every decision and every step you make. Godliness will change you into a successful person because God is mighty and all-powerful. What do we mean? When you are godly, it affects everything. It affects every decision you make. It affects every area of your life. It doesn't just affect only one. When you are godly, you'll be godly in school. You'll be godly at home. You'll be godly everywhere you find. You'll, you'll be godly. It will affect every area of your life. He says, godliness is profitable unto all things. It will affect every... When you see somebody becoming spiritual, becoming more like God, you see it, it, it will affect every... They themselves, they can't explain. I know people in this church who can't explain how much they have changed. How much they have changed. Let me tell you another story. When I first got here, I was giving a rundown. You know, when I get to apply, I try to... Oh, who's this one? Oh, this is... Um, um, the mayor of it. Oh, good. what does he do? Who is this one? Oh, so, 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 so. it's like, but I always give people the chance to show me who they are. So I remember I asked about a lady. Hey, this lady, 
No nonsense. Do you understand? Nonsense. That's, she's the no in the nonsense. You can't cough around her. You can't sneeze. When you are with her, you can't breathe. I say, hey, really? Okay, no problem. Just give it time. I said, I said to myself, oh, really? Anyway. Anyway. Let's see what the Lord will do. Together. Because I mean, I mean, I've just come. And sometimes ignorance is bliss. So I just move. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. As though I've not been told that I don't know anything. To see whether I'll be arrested. <laughs> then it's like, oh, this first offense. Then we are moving. <laughs> Second offense. So I knew I haven't watched soccer. Okay, you do the first one, the referee will talk to you. Second one, the third one, I show you a yellow card. So I knew that a yellow card is the next one. So I, I took in a deep breath. You know, sometimes you breathe more oxygen than you are supposed to breathe at one time. So I was expecting <laughs> a yellow card. That I said, oh, play on. I said, ah. Today, that same person has become like a big tree. Everybody goes under the tree. Everybody, I say, there, 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 there. Because as soon as you start becoming godly, it affects everything. It's, it's almost like you acquire a nature to be good because God is good. Do you see? So you acquire a nature to be good. So you even you you now you sometimes you can look and say, at least me is it me that I'm tolerating? Is it me that children are running in my house? They are not my children, they are running in my uh, me. You'll be looking at them and you want to shout, but you are looking for the shout, you can't find it. You check here, it's not there, it's not like you want to shout, oh, but you can't find it, you have lost. The shouting ability. You have just become godly. And it has affected every area. Every area. Every area. When you meet a godly person, even when you are playing, you see the person is godly. Yeah. I, I remember playing golf. Then we'll play. Then my golf mate will say, oh, this, this is a par. Then I was, like I have played a par, which means a good thing. Then I'll calculate. No, 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 no. It's one over. I remember I played here. Then I played here. Then I played here. Then I played here also. So plus this one. If that one had gone in, then I'll have excellent. Power means excellent. But because I played here again also, it's one over. It's like I'm arguing to have a bad score. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? It's like they are, nobody's watching. We are not going anywhere. We are not taking it to World Cup. I'm arguing, I'm trying to, I'm telling you that no, 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 no. It's not. I, do you remember that ball that went towards the water? You see, I had to hit it again. Uh-huh, so it's plus one. It's not. Yeah, it's not par. It's not excellent. They say, oh, okay. You would have said, oh, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. It's a par. If it's a one under, it's a bad. It's a minus. Hey, just to score, to get ahead. But when somebody's go, it affects everywhere. Even what nobody sees. It affects it. 
It's a power. It's not a power. It's a power. It's not a power. It's a power. No makanchan. It's a power. Okay, take the power and go eat. And number four, I close before my friend Becky Taylor comes. Godliness is a positive trait that makes you unlike man. When you are godly, your emotions are unlike man's emotions. Even your basic emotions are affected and tuned into godly, into a godly version of human emotions. You have godly jealousy, godly sorrow, godly fear, godly jealousy. Second Corinthians 1, 11, 2. Godly sorrow, 2 Corinthians 7, 10. Godly fear, Hebrews 12, 28. You will be unlike man in your deliberate, in who has deliberately debilitating, who has debilitating weaknesses like lying and unfaithfulness. Numbers 23, 19. He's not a man that he should lie. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. The points are finished. The points are finished. (laughs) (laughs) Lift up your hands and say, Lord, grant me the spirit of patience and make me godly. Make me more like you. I want to be more and more like you. I want to be more and more. I want to be like Jesus. 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 Let it be your prayer tonight. Pray that we'll be more like Jesus. That will be more like Jesus. We'll 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 be more like Jesus. Godly. Godly in our nature. Godly in our decisions. Godly in our ways. I want to be more like you.
Jesus, we want to be more like you. We pray. Make us godly. Make us more like you. In our nature, in our behavior, in our character, in our decisions. Make us godly. That you set us apart in the name of Jesus. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Pray this prayer with me. If you are here, if you are at home, pray this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus, the Lord of my life, thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Wonderful. Put your hands together and you may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.